Well, welcome to the follow-up podcast. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director here at Arbor Church. And today, I am joined by Michael Solis, our children's director. Darcy, who is a volunteer, a part of the prayer ministry, a part of many ministries, and um, currently here at the podcast, which is awesome to have you here. And Cliff Tatama, our um, interim pastor and speaker from Sunday. Darcy, I apologize. I... Every time I'm about to say your last name, I get really self-conscious. I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> Could you say it for the guests so I don't mess it up? Hakarainen. Hakarainen. Okay, thank you. We've had like a couple different pronunciations <laughs> float around the office. So, um, well, let's get into the podcast. Um, we are in the third week of uh, the 40 Days of Prayer. And today I think marks day 18, because it's Wednesday, um, of the prayer adventure. So... Um, Cliff, on Sunday, you talked about the when, is that correct? Yes. The when, when it comes to the, for it's, it's so confusing because we have the 40 days of prayer and then the prayer adventure. But on Sunday, we talked about the when, um, I'm curious, where are we kind of at in, in both the prayer series, the 40 days of prayer and the prayer adventure? Is there any, any themes that are coming together between the two right now? Yeah, I think if people have been listening to the message and then, and then reading the, uh, the devotional along with them, they would, they would see there is some overlap there Okay, cool. that, uh, that it kind of takes off from. It isn't required to be able to get something from the devotional. Yeah. But but yeah, they're at, they actually, uh, particularly the first three, four weeks, they, they fall in line pretty closely with what was taught on Sunday as well. Yeah, okay. And I don't want to get into too much of the spoiler of where this series is going, but the first week was the how, correct? Correct. And then um, the second week was the why? Yes. And then now we're on the when. Right. Are we going to continue this pattern of who, what, why, how, when? Coming up with a single word somehow or way, shape, or form. I don't yeah. know. It's just a way to glue it together. It's all about prayer, Hayden. That's, it's, all it's all about, about prayer. prayer okay. That's I'm, the I'm theme. excited yeah. for the who. That is the theme. The yeah. theme is prayer. I just I was curious if like week four it's gonna be like the the doctrine and theology of prayer and prayers of intercession. Like, are we just gonna go off the deep end week four or yeah, we are we are definitely going off the deep end in week four. We're talking about how we can learn through prayer prayer, and I'm sure yeah. I probably had a one word thing there, but I don't don't even remember yeah. what it was. So well, week three was the the win, but a lot the a big theme of this message was uh, spiritual warfare. Correct. Correct. Yes. Um, what it, what inspired you to go that direction? Because I know that spiritual warfare is obviously if you are walking with Jesus, it's something that you're probably very familiar with. And if you're part of Arbor, it's been something you've been familiar with this last year and a half. Um, what inspired this message? I don't think you can be serious about prayer if you don't understand and are in, and that you are going to be involved in spiritual yes. warfare. And uh, so it had to be part of the prayer series. And then as we talked about on Sunday and as some of the devotionals follow along with, um, prayer is how we do that battle. So yeah. uh, I think whether a person's a believer or not a believer, they're actually engaged in it. Yes. And so just the question is, how do we best handle it? And I will say kudos to you. You're the, you're the first pastor that I've heard reference Sun Tzu in a, in a sermon <laughs> with the art of war. That was, I didn't, I didn't see it. it. Obviously we didn't have a slide for it, so I didn't see it then. And then um, when I heard you mention the art of war in Sun Tzu, I'm like, oh, wow, this is, 
<laughs> I've never heard this before on a Sunday, but um, it made sense, right? Spiritual warfare, yeah. knowing your enemy. Um, how how much time did you spend thinking about spiritual warfare and then the actual secular definition of warfare when you're putting this message together? Hmm. I don't know about length of time, but because the two, to me, are there are so many, I mean, it's synonymous. That's why the yeah. Bible calls it that, right? And so it's natural to then step back and say, okay, uh, we don't fight a war mm-hmm. well without having strategies to do yeah. it. You go into a war without having strategies, you're going to lose. And so uh, the question then becomes, okay, what are the strategies we should have as believers mm-hmm. to fight this war and to do it well? Yeah. Yeah, and that's what okay. we're, we're led to where we went on Sunday. It's so tough, right, because the analogies work well for a while, right? Yes. And then eventually, with every analogy in parallel, it, it'll break down after a certain point, right? Because it is a battle that, unfortunately, we as Christ followers, we don't have the power to win, right? Obviously, the only person who has the ability to win that battle is Jesus, right? Right. And we have in Scripture that that is what God will do, right? Yes, and I think that's the important part to understand is, we don't have the power to do it on our own, but we do have the power because yep. of the authority we have mm-hmm. uh, that's given to us yep. to do it. So we aren't going to win it without us being involved, mm-hmm. right? We don't win it by being bumps on logs so uh, and mm-hmm. waiting for it to happen to us. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the um, I don't want to take us down a, a dark road and a bummer, but the, the issue is this is going to be a lifelong battle, right? Until Jesus comes back, this will be a constant engagement that we find ourselves in. The, because of your message, it's going to be easier, right? When we lean into God and ask for prayer and, and and spend that time, right? And we know our enemy, it'll be easier. But there is a certain struggle that will be a lifelong thing for us until Jesus comes back. There is a big part of us that doesn't want to be engaged, Yeah. period. And so yeah. I think it's actually a strategy of the enemies is to convince us to be apathetic about it. Yeah, you know, and to to or to just to just actually turn a blind eye to it because we don't like thinking about it, mm-hmm. and then there we are in the middle of dealing with the consequences of it, without allowing ourselves to think about where the consequences come from, and then you find it really hard to be victorious because mm-hmm. you're you're not engaged in a battle mm-hmm. that's happening. Yeah, it's a good way to get your butt kicked. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you mentioned Hayden about, you know, if you've been around for the last year and a half, Mm -hmm. you understand spiritual warfare on some level as well. Mm -hmm. When it comes to this series on prayer, I think it's excellent timing because especially if you're new to prayer right now and you're stepping in and you're kind of going, whoa, I'm I'm praying, but what is going on around Mm -hmm. me? You could totally feel like you're getting swi- sideswiped or even going, I must just not be good at this whole prayer thing. Yeah. And without that perspective of, hey, spiritual warfare is a thing here as well, mm-hmm. that really helps you go, oh, okay, there's opposition that's happening as yeah. I'm stepping into prayer mm-hmm. for maybe the first time for some folks. Well, and I yeah. think it's, uh, it's, it's, un- it's great that we're doing a series on prayer now. If we would have had the forethought in crisis that we would have started with prayer, I think that we would all, myself, speaking for myself, and I think other people can agree, if we would have started this crisis with a series on prayer and a, and a commitment to we are going to be a prayerful staff, church, X, Y, and Z, I think we would have been in a better spot, right? Because when crisis hits, 
and you are young or new in your walk, prayer is not the first thing that you look to, right? Right. Prayer is, oh, I can drop that because I got to do stuff, right? I got to make sure, you know, the building's ready for people to be here. Got to focus on, you know, Sunday service, all this stuff, right? Because just naturally, when you are young and immature, it's what can I do to fix a situation instead of, God, what can you do? How yeah. can I work with you? And then I'll do the stuff in the middle and I will pray with you and and be in conversation with you and we'll figure it out down the road, right? And I think that's God works in mysterious ways and there's a reason why we're going through this series on prayer now. But looking back at it, you know, if we would have hopped into this prayer series November 2020, <laughs> we probably right. would have been in a better spot now. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think it's something that would be really good to do more often, you know, Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I mentioned at the opening of the message yesterday was, I mean, Sunday was, uh, (laughs) you're, you're breaking the movie making. Yes. Yes. I just messed that up. Today is Wednesday, not Wednesday, Wednesday, (laughs) Sunday, way back when, when that message, you know, (laughs) I think we're frauds now. (laughs) That's out. It's out now. Okay. Uh, but you know, that one of the things that you look at then is, is that, that I realize how seldom churches often even teach on it, you mm-hmm. know, or maybe they throw a, a, the, the pastor's looking at his schedule. So once a year, he'll do a, me- a message on yeah. prayer. And I really think that it, it, you really need to do something much more than that. Yeah. Um, much more than that, at least every other year. And there should be some teachings every year because it's, it's so foundational. It's so fundamental. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking on warfare, I, I want to throw this to Darcy because yeah. um, when you're talking on warfare, uh, and people who are used to and engaging in prayer, and she's on the prayer team, so she's there. So when I talk to the prayer team about, hey, here's what we're going to be doing, what was the immediate response of the prayer team? Because knowing that we're now going to be talking on prayer and getting people more engaged in prayer and that we're talking spiritual warfare. Well, yeah, we said we need to pray. <laughs> we need to pray and do battle because Satan doesn't want us to become a church that prays and seeks him and is no. steadfast. He wants us to be tossed around like, you know, a boat in the waves and knocked easily knocked off balance. And so this is not going to be, he does not want to see us get grounded in prayer. He does not want to see us go to battle because he wants us to lose. Yeah. And so it was interesting because the immediate response to the prayer team was, Ooh, we got to pray. (laughs) Okay. We got to get serious about praying and even praying into that, right. Into, into what that means. So, yeah. Sorry, I just had to go to the soundboard real fast. Um, we, I want to kind of transition just real quick to we, we've talked about spiritual warfare. And obviously, anytime you talk about old school battle, right, you're, then you're talking about armor. And that's something that you spent quite a bit of time on on Sunday, uh, Cliff, I was that. the armor of God. And it's also, I'll pull the curtain back a little bit. We do talk a little bit before the podcast. And I mentioned, hey, I want to talk about the armor of God. Last time that I had heard about it and really spent a lot of time in it was Sunday school growing up. And then, Michael, what did you say to that? Yeah, so we uh, I dove right into that as well. Um, I'm wanting to keep the elementary age right in with what the adults are learning on a mm-hmm. week-to-week basis. Uh, for the pre-K, kindergarten, and the toddlers, 
Uh, we stopped at last week's sermon where we were talking about acts, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. And what with those younger groups, what I decided to do is from this point forward, just take each week to focus on one of the letters of the acronym. Yeah. But as far as the elementary school goes, uh, just plugging ahead and was able to just jump right into where Paul's talking about the yeah. armor of God and breaking down each of those. And what we did was we broke the kids up into groups. And I just said, you know, today we learned about the belt of truth, you know, the, mm-hmm. the helmet of salvation. We talked about faith. We talked about, and, and what I did was I said, what I'd like to do is of the things we talked about, when it's your turn to pray, I'd like you to choose one of those and just pray about that. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you, Lord, for your truth. Thank you for your word, you know, so that I can have uh, a sword to fight against things. Yeah. Or thank you for for salvation. And then I stopped and went, whoa, wait a sec, guys. Do you know what it means to be saved? Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. as I'm thinking about just the armor of God, whole, all of a sudden I went, wait a sec, I've got to step back here and and have a deeper conversation yeah. about what that even means with regard to salvation. Mm-hmm. And I even told the kids, if you're in a place where you go, I don't know if I'm even saved, then we're going to, today, our leaders are going to take the time to pray with you if you're wanting for Jesus to be your Savior today. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of a time where we've done that with our kids yet so far. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. yeah. So that was huge. Mm-hmm. Now, none yeah. of the kids said, oh, that's me today. But just even putting it out there was a first time for us that I'm aware of. And I thought it was pretty fun and pretty cool to have the kids be part of that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's neat. Yeah, It's interesting because the armor of God, right, it's it's not a physical thing, right? Like I'm not, when I wake up in the morning, I'm not putting on a belt of truth. I could call my belt the belt of truth, right? It'd be (laughs) maybe a helpful way for me to like really lean into that, right? Um, But... I think the cool thing about the Bible is you see there's so many literary, literary devices and 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 themes and and imagery, right? Like I remember some of the things that I remember so vividly from Sunday school growing up was fruit of the spirit, right? Because you know we draw a grape and we'd put you know one of the fruits of the spirit and all that, but also the armor of God, right? And as a as a elementary age boy, I'm like, oh, armor's awesome, right? And then like and also even I remember so well the the word of God is a is a double edged sword. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. And just yeah. like as a boy, I'm like, that's awesome, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But it's things that stick with you, and I think that's what's so cool about the Bible and, and God's word to us is it's applicable to many ages. And the cool thing is you can go back, and some of those Sunday school stories that you heard as a kid have so much more power when you fully understand what you know what God and the author was getting at. So. Cliff, what was what was the reason that you spent the time that you did on the armor of God? Well, because because Paul uses that as as an example of how to do spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. and what you just said uh, is so important because it helps us remember it. Right? Mm-hmm. I, what I really felt like I didn't, I wasn't very, I wasn't completely pleased with um, on on uh, Sunday in the message was the correlation between 
what the words are in the armor. Mm-hmm. Paul used the armor as an example, so we would it'd be easier for us to remember it, right? Yeah. If he had if he had said, "Listen, to do spiritual warfare, you're going to have to understand what truth means in your life, what mm-hmm. why righteousness is so important, yeah. how salvation impacts your even your mind, mm-hmm. and and what peace will come out of these things, yeah. and then how to fight it with the Word of God," and that was it. We'd have gone, "Oh, that's interesting. Those are all those different components we have to yeah. learn, right?" But the picture of to me of him looking at this guy that he was probably chained to, mm-hmm. his Roman soldier, and sitting there looking at his armor and thinking to himself, huh, he's ready to go to war. And Paul's wanting to write to the Christians about how to go to war mm-hmm. in spiritual battle. And so he's looking at what's the most foundational piece to his armor? What's the most fundamental piece? And he's looking at that and he's going, oh, it's the belt. Mm-hmm. It's that big leather girdle almost that they wore Mm -hmm. because all the rest of the armor was kind of attached to that. It held everything together. And he's going, that's like truth. Mm -hmm. That's the most foundational part of the Christian life. So, you know, and then he just, the the breastplate of righteousness, he's looking at that, the breastplate or the body armor that the guy's got that to protect his heart and his vital organs. And Paul's going, Ooh, that's like, that's like us understanding our righteousness in Christ that protects our our heart, not the one that pumps blood, but the one that mm-hmm. is emotions and feelings and and the spirituality. Oh, that's how that fits, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the helmet of salvation, when we understand salvation, it protects our mind. Mm-hmm. So I can just picture him, you know, and I love yeah. that picture of him thinking of that and then looking at the guy's shoes and thinking, what does that represent? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. If you're going to stand firm in the middle of the battle, yeah, when everything is going around you, that's got to be peace because those things are there mm-hmm. to help him stand firm. Then all of a sudden that whole thing comes to life, you know, and it's great yeah. as kids in Sunday school because yeah. you, like you, I did the same thing, ran yeah. around with a sword and whacking people, you know, every chance you hit. <laughs> this but, is the uh, gospel. That's right. That's right. That's right. But then yeah. when you realize that's the only piece that he mentions that's not just defensive, but it's offensive. All the other pieces yeah. are just to protect us. Mm-hmm. So we need all these th- pieces to protect us mm-hmm. and keep us standing firm. And then, by the way, you've got one. Mm-hmm. And that one is your weapon that will win the battle. And mm-hmm. that's the Word of God. Yeah, and I I think the struggle that we have as a group of... I mean, obviously, we're, we're not a monolith, right? We have people that come from different denominations. But as a non-denominational church, right, is some of the beauty and understanding of iconography is kind of lost on us, right? Because we grow up in this very approachable gospel. You know, we we phrase things in in a uh, like very colloquial terms, right? So when you talk about the armor of God, people don't really have the same image and idea of it as this being, yes, it's a parallel and, and an image, but it's also very much material in our spiritual life, right? Like we don't have every Sunday someone swinging incense down the aisle and we don't have, you know, we're not Jewish. We don't have a little box with scripture in it tied to our forehead, you know, things like that, which is a struggle, right? Because there's a lot of beauty in the idea of, you know, am I waking up every morning and am I going through the process of putting on the armor of God? Am I actively thinking about, am I embodying the, f- the fruit of the spirit? And I think it's a challenge for us on a Sunday morning to really wrap our brains around something and say, yes, this is an image and a parallel, but am I actually taking advantage of that, right? Or am I just saying, yeah, theoretically, I should be wearing the armor of God every day versus am I actually putting that on every morning and living my life that way? So 
I really appreciated you spending time on that. And I think that's kind of the challenge that we have in our, um, you know, there's pros and cons to everything, but we're a non-denominational church that doesn't spend as much time on, I'd say more liturgical elements. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yep. I went through a season in my life where I got up every morning and did like pray it through and put it on. Like I physically Mm -hmm. would just remind myself. And that's actually what helped me memorize that scripture. Uh, when I was in college, I thought, Oh, I don't really know anything about spiritual Mm -hmm. warfare. Someone gave me those verses. I started praying them. That's how I learned them. And then later in my life, I had someone tell me, you actually are always wearing the armor. If you're Mm -hmm. a believer, God has given it to you. Mm -hmm. You just have to remember that you have it Mm -hmm. and sort of strengthen it or lean into it or Mm -hmm. step out in the authority that it gives you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so that shifted my perspective a little bit Yeah, as I grew. Yeah. I think that, that whole piece there, Darcy of the authority Mm -hmm. combining that with the armor, right? Cause we talked about it. We talked about it with a policeman on Sunday, Mm -hmm. but, um, but it's also true with the soldier, right? The soldier operates under authority. Yeah. And, uh, and so he goes into the battle under the authority of a leader, of a commander mm. who's directing him so that they can win the battle. Mm-hmm. And it's the same, and I think that's the spiritual connection with us that I wish I had thought to add at that mm-hmm. point on Sunday was because, because that's so, so true. How do you, you put on the shield of faith, which is supposed to, which extinguishes the darts of the enemy, mm-hmm. which the darts of the enemy often are the lies he wants us to believe, mm-hmm. the other things that he is shooting at us. But that shield of faith doesn't extinguish them and doesn't hit them if, if we aren't mm. doing it within the authority that we have been given to do. Yeah. And I'm learning a lot about authority right now. Like, what does it mean to step out in our authority? Mm. And and so often if I'm praying for people, you talked about praying scripture, I'll, I'll ask God to hide them under the shadow of his wings or mm. that the Bible says no weapon formed against them will prosper or stand. Mm. But I'm also learning to just declare that as being yeah. true because God has given me authority to proclaim his word and he's already doing it. And mm. so I'm learning to do some things differently, practicing like what does it mean to take to use the authority that God has mm. given and to step out in it so yes. that I'm not yeah. wasting, you know, wasting what God's given me. That's right. That's yeah. so good. That is so good because that's exactly mm-hmm. what we see Jesus doing with the word of God, right? Mm. When the enemy comes against him and we say, that's the sword of the spirit. He's not going to use the sword to, to straighten the enemy out. Mm-hmm. He's the enemy saying, here comes a dart and it's the faith that Jesus has in his father, mm-hmm. but it's also understanding his word well enough he doesn't say, this is what I think and you shouldn't do this. He says, mm. this is what the word says, mm. you know? Yeah. The word of God is, and that's how he responds to those things. So for us, for you to go, that's really Holy Spirit led to go, oh, if I pray scripture over them, that's truth. Yeah. Then I can stand under the authority of that and declare it on their behalf. Mm. That's really good. Yeah, I, I I feel like hearing, you know, what you just shared, Darcy, about proclaiming scripture, right? And God has given us the authority. And then we talk about um even going through uh listed prayers, right? Like we talked, was that week one about the Lord's Prayer, right? Or is that week two? Week two. That was week two. Right. Yeah. And we said, you know, we talked about mantras and and um and I think about there's so many different ways to pray, right? And sometimes I feel like for a lot of people, not everyone, but prayer kind of falls 
silently in the background, right? And, and the way that we pray changes. Um, I'm, I'm curious, though, when we talk about um, going through something like the Lord's Prayer, right, or praying Scripture over somebody, or even something that might fall in the category of more of a, you know, charismatic prayer, like, God, I'm, I'm not coming to you with anything. I just want to hear from you, and, and I will, you know, do this in a prayer session. We talk about even the, the ways to, to um, meditate, right, with, with God and spend time in silence and just listen. Um, where, if, if I am somebody who goes to Arbor and I'm doing this, this prayer series, right, and I'm not very familiar with prayer, where is a spot that I should be starting at, right? If, if my prayer life looks like every morning I go to bed and I spend about three minutes before I fall asleep just praying about my day and tomorrow, what, what would you guys encourage them to do? Where would be the first spot? I know obviously prayer speaks to people differently, so it might right. not be the same for everybody, but where, where should they go and do extra homework past the prayer adventure? Yeah. Kind of where are you stuck, right? If you're yeah. stuck in just asking a few things, then, and I think that the idea of acts or the Lord's mm-hmm. prayer is terrific because mm-hmm. if you're stuck mostly in just asking for things, that would be the supplication piece or the request piece mm-hmm. uh, to be able to say, you know what? I should broaden that. I ought yeah. to spend some time thanking God for yeah. things. I ought to spend some time, you know, that's the easiest way to begin that. Yeah. And, and what we're trying to do in this series the the first three weeks, I've tried to give a lot of examples yeah. on how to pray that way. That's why the first week we prayed Scripture. The second week we prayed uh, through the Lord's Prayer, and we also talked mm-hmm. about Acts. In this past week, we talked about praying on the armor. It's yeah. like this, and and I think I'm, we mentioned this in one of the messages as well, but my wife likes to be romanced in a whole lot of different ways. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I mean, she if it she she doesn't want me to just talk to her one way all the time, mm-hmm. and she really doesn't want me just to come and tell her what I think I'd like her to do for me. <laughs> and if we just extend that, because our it's it's called a relationship with God, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Yeah. If we come to God all the time and say, "Gimme, gimme, gimme," this is what I want you to do yeah. for me. We all. I think every person has has bumped into somebody that that's mm-hmm. the way they are with them. They're always asking or always wanting or always... Yeah. And, and our reaction is, how can we avoid them? Mm-hmm. Why would we think God would be different? Mm-hmm. The only reason He isn't is because of His incredible love for us. Mm-hmm. But really, it's got to be... Yeah, I'll just say, if I'm God, it's annoying. Yeah, Knock it off. Mm-hmm. Let's have a relationship, right? Yeah. So I, anyway, well, so I'm trying to give yeah. a lot of different examples, Hayden, so that yeah. people can just, just... I would just suggest try different ones mm-hmm. and yeah. see what works for you at this season in your life. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting you say that because when the church I was at before Arbor, we were very liturgical. So we, at the end of every service, we read through something from the book of prayer, right? And it was right as a church body, everyone stood up, read it on screen. And the first couple of weeks that I was there, I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is really cool, right? Because not only are we reciting, you feel the power of being a part of something that's bigger than yourself. But then I think a year later, doing it every single Sunday, I'm like, ah, it's kind of like getting lost on me. And I remember I came out and did my little interview audition Sunday here at Arbor. And um, they did like a blessing at the end, that which was a prayer and there was music behind it. And I just felt the power of it. I'm like, this is so awesome. And now fast forward, I'm here almost on year three at Arbor. And I'm like, I kind of miss the liturgical prayer, right? And it's just the sense of there's so many ways to communicate with God. And when you get stuck in that rut of like, this is 
this is the box that I put you in, God, of how I communicate with you, and this is how I like it, then you start to see that there's not as much power and the relationship really isn't growing or, you know, being developed because you're just like, this is how, this is the area in my life that I want you in, God, instead of saying, no, like you own this life and you right. can you yes. can decide how I communicate with you. Yeah. I, then, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that also, I think switching up how you pray mm -hmm. helps. Like if I'm sitting in one spot and I'm doing the same thing over and over again, yeah. I get up, I walk around, I pray out loud instead mm -hmm. of praying quietly. Mm -hmm. I go on a walk. If yeah. I'm feeling stuck in a particular area, yeah. like in the area of spiritual warfare, Priscilla Shire, uh, Shire, I think is her name, wrote a book called Fervent, which yeah. has a whole bunch of areas of your life mm -hmm. that God or not, that God would want to help you do battle against the enemy. Mm -hmm. And she lists a whole bunch of scripture verses yeah. so that that's sometimes a great place to jump off from. Mm -hmm. um, and there's several other things like that. There's a book called Adore. I can't think of the author, but that mm -hmm. has been teaching me how to practice adoration mm -hmm. instead of just thanks God for everything you've done for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's helped mm -hmm. me be more specific in praying for yeah. his character. So I think there's a lot of resources switching up how yeah. you do it or going to a resource that can help you look at, even Ephesians has a mm -hmm. lot of very specific ways you can ask God to grow your character, grow your family, grow you deeper in him. So even reading through the, yeah. um, the scripture. Yeah. I think one of the cool things that we should take advantage of being a non-denominational church that's kind of open-handed as far as liturgies and all that kind of stuff is concerned, I think that we we lose the advantage of that if we don't allow ourselves to try different things in those ways. Yeah. So, and and I think it's the same thing with worship, Hayden. Mm -hmm. I I think how do we do it differently so it doesn't become just a rote thing? Mm -hmm. And uh, and maybe one week we should do, we should read the Apostles' Creed together. We should do, uh, read a, a prayer from the book of uh, book of prayers together. Yeah. You know, we should do. And and then the next week we don't. Yeah. Because the difference is in many of those places. And and I went to church for years, much like what you're talking about. That was very highly liturgical. Mm -hmm. That becomes how they do everything, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it does get lost on you. It, it loses its meaning. Yeah. Well, we have the opportunity to do both, so to mm -hmm. keep it fresh and meaningful, but we have to be intentional about doing that. And I think what Darcy was talking about with that she prayed that when she was in college for a while, I found that for me, when I'm in doing a lot of spiritual warfare, I want to go back and start praying, mm -hmm. putting on the armor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, But then there are other times I don't even think about it, and I haven't mm -hmm. used that for a period of time, mm -hmm. but just to keep saying, how do we, how do we keep this fresh, Lord? You and me, mm -hmm. yeah. just like if we're really doing it right with our spouses, mm -hmm. we do the same thing. You know, mm -hmm. how do we keep it fresh? Yeah, yeah. you know, Michael, yeah. you uh, since I have known you, you've you and your family have done. Uh, you guys have talked about and spent a lot of time focusing on fruits of the spirit. Um, does that make its way into your own prayer life and your family's prayer life, or? I, I I'd say yes. Um, you know, we, we do, we change it up yearly. So yeah. coming up toward the end of the year here, we'll, we'll be revisiting it. Mm -hmm. Um, but to kind of address your original question, yeah. as far as how do you keep things moving yeah. or where do you start if you're not yeah. really plugged in, I I'd say kind of following along the same lines of the relational mm -hmm. analogy, things can change with a relationship. Things yeah. should should be growing as you're going. Mm -hmm. Growing as you're going. <laughs> I didn't even, <laughs> that, was, that wasn't even me there. <laughs> um, but like, for example, in my own personal life, in this last season, 
I came to an awareness of turning to God to ask him to be my comforter mm-hmm. yeah. in times where I'm angry or sad or yeah. feel out of control, um, which my, my word for this year is, is self-control, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. or words. And, uh, <laughs> and it was an epiphany to me to stop and go, I'm really upset right now. God, will you be my comforter in this mm-hmm. moment right yeah. now? And that was totally new for, I mean, my relationship with Jesus, as long as I can remember, I've never thought to do that, which why wouldn't we, (laughs) you know? And so that's, you know, if someone's, even if someone's listening and going, uh, I don't know where to start, that's not a bad place either. You know, when you're feeling out of control, Jesus, I need you right now. Yeah, Isn't praying for increased self-control a little bit like praying for increased patience? (laughs) <laughs> be careful what you're praying for. Yeah. Be careful what you pray and ask for. But God will go, I'm going to give you opportunity to, wow, that's cool, Michael. Yeah, that's so I'm cool. excited for the year to end. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. <laughs> yeah. I will say uh, one of the things is wrapping up. Uh, Darcy, you mentioned Fervent, and that is a book that was recommended to me, and I didn't read it for a long time because the subtitle on it is A Woman's... <laughs> I forgot I think about it's like that. a woman's battle plan or whatever, but it's really good. So if, if anybody you know has a copy, they recommend it to you. I'd recommend reading it. It was a really good book, but I'm glad you brought that up. Is there anything else you guys want to chat about before we close things up? Because we are at the half hour mark. So I think wow. we're good. Awesome. Good job, Hayden. <laughs> Great job, you guys. Um, well, thank you guys so much for listening or watching the follow up podcast, and we will see you guys next week. Bye.